This is Ro- this is Rob Russell, and this is my first podcast discussing sports, race, and in, called Black Laces is my mantra, mantra, moniker, whatever you want to say. And we're going to start out in our first episode talking about Boston from 1975 up until 2022 and comparing that with the National Football League, the NBA, the NCAA, in terms of hiring black coaches, black executives. We know that 70% of the players are black in the NFL and less than 5% of the head coaches are minorities. However, if you're Steve Belichick or Shanahan or Hackett, the job is pretty open to you. So they talk about the NFL being the most competitive league, and it really isn't because we know that winning doesn't matter if you're black. And we'll look at uh, in Boston uh, 25 years ago, the... Patriots had a chance to sign Art Shell. He was 47 and 33, and Bob Kraft hired Pete Carroll. Now, Pete Carroll, as we know, is a great coach. He's proven it. But again, how many times would you take an unproven coach, someone just fired, versus someone that has a 47 and 33 record? It's pretty hard to overcome that record. But uh, Bob Kraft did. And, and say something about Bob Kraft. He's hired three Hall of Fame coaches, Bill Parcells, Pete Carroll, and Bill Belichick. So you got to give him credit. It's not racism. It's not uh, him not wanting to hire the very best. But as far as other owners in the NFL, collectively, yes, there's a problem. And the problem also sits with when people say that uh, Joe Judge, the Giants, had every right to hire him. In what world would you take Joe Judge over so many qualified black applicants? And only in this society would you. So we're going to look at things like that. And, and we're not always going to be right. The The answer is in the nuances, and there's plenty of nuances. You want to look at Adam Gaze in Miami going up to New York after he gets fired in Miami. It was He left it as a dumpster fire. He didn't beat Bill Belichick. Um, Brian Flores takes over. He, he beats Bill Bel- Belichick three or four times. That in its own would get you a long-term contract. That in its loan would get you hired immediately. He was 25 wins, same as Adam Gaze. Adam Gaze gets the job in the Jets. That same very market, Brian Flores goes up to New York, doesn't get the job. They hire a no-name offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, who he's known a no-name. He's well-known. But in no world, again, would you hire someone with 25 wins under their belt, beating Bill Belichick three or four times for a unproven offensive coordinator going to a head coaching position. We know that doesn't always work. So that's where we want to look at it. And we're going to start Episode 2, looking at Fred Lynn and Jim Rice. They were called the Gold Dust Twins. And in Boston, Fred Lynn was white, Jim Rice was black. 
But boy, was Fred Lynn loved. And when they traded him in 1981, fans were so upset. They lost Fred Lynn. And they said, he's a Hall of Famer if he'd stay in Boston. He's the best. Well, he really wasn't the best. But he played uh, 110 games, 147 games, 132 games, 145 against Jim Rice's 153, 160, 163. Jim Rice was everything you'd ever want for a Bostonian. Tough, plays every game. Fred Lynn, soft as can be. Jim Rice hitting 45 home runs, 48 home runs. Fred Lynn not doing any of that. Fred Lynn was a better defensive player, but uh, he wasn't speedy. Gonzalez on out in center field they made him out to be the point is they were the gold dust twins and one of them was really not given the accord he deserved so for me that's the starting point I started to follow the Red Sox in 1974-75 just won the gold dust twins and I was smart enough to know that we don't look at these two in the same way one is a beloved son and one is this man that just hits home runs, and uh, they said he couldn't hit in the clutch, blah, blah, blah. It was a bunch of malarkey. The Red Sox, for many, many years, had uh, subpar relief pitching, and Jim Rice would hit a home run in the sixth inning and then expect them to do it again. Well, he didn't. And, um, you know, not everybody is David Ortiz. He was very clutch. He just wasn't uh, two, three-run home runs a game clutch who is but uh so that's where we're going to head on this uh, podcast we're going to look at does winning matter uh why isn't uh people who follow the nfl and sports why don't they want the best they don't get the best we know that and uh i'll follow up my final thoughts for today to let you know where we might be headed in, in that direction is that tony dungy and Lovey Smith were 27 in five combined, I believe, in the 2006 NFL season. An incredible record. And we've been told for over 30 years it's the NFL is not for long, but it's also a copycat league. And if 27 and five, two black coaches on the defensive side of the ball, um, did not warrant uh, a plethora or in an, or the floodgates becoming open for the black coaches. It never would be. And um, fast forward to 2018, 2019, Sean McVay with the Rams. If you were the ball boy for Sean McVay, if you did the video conferencing for Sean McVay, if you served him coffee, you got a head coaching job. But Tony Dungy and Lovey Smith, no such luck. No such luck. 27 and 5, the gaudiest of records you'll ever see. But it did not make the 32 NFL owners uh, realize that maybe um, a black linebackers coach could be a head coach or a special team coach. Uh, player coach could uh, ascend to the head coaching job they just couldn't see it and when you're 27 and 5 and you don't follow that recipe uh, it says a lot it, it really does so that's where we're headed and hopefully for episode two this was an overview we're going to look really into Fred Lynn and Jim Rice and we're going to move that up to um, 
2022. Everything's coming back to the present. We're going to look at Kevin Durant versus Larry Bird versus Tom Brady. They're, the three of them are connected. And uh, Boston right now doesn't want Kevin Durant to come to Boston because he's got some baggage. You know, it's very interesting. The Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, when Tom Brady was available, they didn't start clamoring saying he had um, problems with coaches or problems with authority or problems getting on young players like he's done for the last 15 years of his career. He's so demanding. He was a little like Dan Marino complaining. But that being said, Tamper opened his uh, opened their arms for him. And here we are today in Boston looking at Kevin Durant and saying, well, he's got some issues. That's kind of jokeable. Uh, that's, you'll hear that. It's a joke. Anyway, thank you. We'll look forward to episode two.